0: So I'm going to talk to you today about something that comes up over and over and over again when I'm coaching my clients about their podcast and how to monetize it. So I'm going to just ask you a quick question. You might not know how to answer it, but are your interviews robbing you of revenue? Are they? We're going to talk about it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work built a following and actually made a difference monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway that is the question and this is the answer welcome to podcast monetization secrets Hi there, welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy and welcome to the show. I'm so thankful that you took time to actually select my show, download it, and actually hit play. Some people can do the other two aforementioned and never get this far. So, congratulations, you've made it. If you don't know me, my name is Christy Hostler and I'm the founder of Team Podcast. It's a full service podcast production company. I've been in the industry for, uh, gosh, we're heading into 10 years now. I can't believe it podcasting has changed my life and I know it can change yours too. I've made over a million dollars from podcasting and I want to show you how you can do it too and have the lifestyle freedom you deserve. Speaking of lifestyle freedom, it's now toward the end of May and this is the last episode we're having during the month of May and I have been in Hawaii farm sitting for a friend uh, since uh, April 23rd. April 23rd we came over here. So it's a lifestyle freedom thing that I can come to Hawaii My business runs like normal and we keep doing all the things that we normally do just in a different location. So if you want that kind of lifestyle freedom, that's why you should monetize your podcast. So here's the thing. I hear it and I see it over and over again with my coaching clients. They started a podcast and it's an interview podcast. They're now many, many episodes in. They've interviewed tons of people. But here's the thing. Their podcast is not growing like they want it to grow, and they're not getting the leads for their business that they want to get. So let me give you a couple of tips about really the role that an interview should play. In my opinion, again, this is just my opinion. It's not like the podcast police are going to come at you and put you in podcast jail if you do this differently. But if you're looking through at everything you do with your podcast through a frame of monetization one of the things that you need to be aware of is how you deliver content on your platform. So what I find most often with the clients that I coach on this are that when you have an interview show, you get people to come on your show not because there's something specific you want them to talk about, but they come on to their show, your show, sorry, I get my pronouns all mixed up. They come on your show to talk about what they're doing. Right. So we don't tend to do as strategic of a content creation whenever we're dealing with an interview because it's not your content. You're borrowing someone else's content. You're borrowing someone else's idea. And many times you're sharing the journey story of how they, you know, built a million dollar business or how they, you know, did this or that or the other. And that's all great. Or how they overcome a certain problem, whatever it is you're trying to get them to talk about they do that, but they all do it from their frame. So there's not something that you're trying to get out of it as a lesson for your audience. And what happens is your show ends up taking, getting essentially taken over every week or every time you put out a show by the platform of your guests. And I've seen it. I saw this, gosh, back in the day, like 2012, 2013, when a bunch of us were starting podcasts and we were all doing interviews because that's what John Lee Dumas did. And he was the model we were following and several people who were, you know, had their own businesses their, and were experts in their own right were doing the same thing. And they got like a year and a half into content creation with interviews and they realized that, yeah, man, they had people climbing the walls to be an interview on their podcast because those people had so many leads come in whenever they were guests on other people's podcast. But here's the thing. They weren't getting the leads themselves and i see this happen again and again and again so i want to give you a couple of um, i don't want to call them parameters but it's a framework that you want to think about whenever you're bringing on interview people and or bringing on people to interview on your podcast in my mind the best shows right now and the shows that i see that are most successful have what we call a mixed format for their show they're not all interviews they're not all solo shows Now, I would not consider this show a top rated show. I mean, we're we're doing great. We're in 27 countries. I'm thrilled with that people are listening and people are using these tips to monetize and that people are getting something out of it. But what I want you to realize is this is your platform. Your podcast is your platform. So you own that. Feel free to take up all the space you need on your podcast. Why? Because it's your podcast, right? So if you just bring on someone every single week and you just do a brief intro and a brief bio about them and then you ask them questions and you wow and ah and, and you know, just drool over their journey that they've had every single week and then you get to the end, and you're like, thanks for coming, come back next week. It is understandable why your audience won't see you as an expert. Now, not everyone that starts a podcast is an expert. Some people start because they want to be around the experts and they want to learn from the experts. But even through that learning process of becoming, when you become a student of something, then you begin the as you begin uh, learning the frameworks of the experts. Then you begin tweaking the frameworks or changing the frameworks um, to fit your niche or something that you're doing specifically. And then you begin testing your frameworks and then you begin teaching your own framework. So that's sort of the, the journey that happens there. But with an interview and an interview show, there's a couple of things you need to think about. If you have a business of any sort that you're wanting to develop leads for and you have an expertise or something that you coach people to do or train people to do or you have a program for or whatever, In my mind, the best people that are going to be on your show as interviews need to be the people that have been through your program and seen success. The people that are consuming your content, that are having their own uh, epiphanies along the way, they're having their own transformations, bring them on your show to talk about that. You don't need an expert to do that. You are the expert. You don't need an expert sharing something else how, how they did. And, and that's the other part is like, I'm to the point in my entrepreneurial journey where I don't need, like I'm, inspiration is not, or aspiration is not what I need. I need the tactics and I need the, the, the strategies that are going to get me from, you know, where I am now to my next level. And that is something that you have to think about. Where are your listeners right now? And with having an interview or a guest on every single time, I think there's a, a miss, um, I don't want to say a misrepresentation, but many times we get the idea that because that guest has a big following, that they are automatically going to share our show with their platform. And then suddenly we're going to get a lot more people listening to our show. And in my experience, that just does not happen with a random podcast guest. Why? Because most of the time they're on a show. Think about it like this. And and I do this too. If I have a client that's getting ready to launch a book, getting ready to launch a program, getting ready to launch a course, whatever it is they're doing, the first thing I'm going to do is tell them to go find other podcasts to get on. Go expose other audiences to what you're doing so that people that are interested can find you and know about you, right? So it makes sense. But if I've got something that's launching and I go on 30 podcasts in the next 60 days to do podcast interviews, and some people will do that and more, how many of those do you think I'm going to share with my audience? I mean, it's going to get fatigued after about, you know, the second or third time I try to share it because what's happening is, as a podcast guest, I'm going on and I'm talking about my book or my program or my course or what I do, and it's the same thing every single time. And you know what else? It's the same thing that all my people know about. So what happens is, and and even in the last show I talked about, it makes further makes the case for charging for podcast guesting. You know why? Because otherwise you have no obligation for them to give you any value in return for the platform that you're giving the guest. So I want you to see that being on a podcast as a guest works heavily in the guest's favor and very much not in your favor as a host. I'm not saying that podcasts can't be used strategically, but you know what? You don't need a 45-minute interview with somebody about their journey and how they succeeded if they didn't succeed through your frameworks and they didn't succeed through your programs or whatever. Anybody else, I mean, they can find those aspirational, inspirational, motivational stories somewhere else. But if you're really wanting to monetize your podcast, people will spend the time and the money when you actually provide them with a solution to whatever their problem is whether it's overwhelm and anxiety or building a business or infertility or self-confidence, whatever the problem you're solving, those people that are listening to your show are coming to you because they want answers. And if you have just a spattering and a mishmash of interviews, they're not seeing the full range of what you offer as someone who has a program and a you're you know, able to offer that stuff in your own right as an expert. Now, I'm not saying that people that are students and came to learn and want to be around other experts, they can be very, very helped by interviews. If you're looking, you can use your, you got to use your interview strategically. If you are an account rep in an enterprise sales situation and you have a podcast, then I would get all the people that you want to be your clients to be an interview on your podcast. I've seen other coaches use people that are doing interviews on your show, on their show, as uh, you know, people that would potentially also be their clients. So there's ways to strategically use everything, but most podcasters are not strategic in how they do this. Most podcasters are not strategic in how they name their show, and how they bring on interviews, and the type of content that they want to provide to their people that are listening. They are not strategic about how they promote. They're not strategic about how they cross promote. They're not strategic about how they weave their podcast into their coaching business and they're not strategic about how they weave their coaching or their programs or anything else into their podcasts. And you need to be strategic. It's time for some strategic thinking if you're going to monetize your podcast, because I can guarantee you it will not happen by accident. You have to be very intentional. I just want to present to you the idea this morning that if you are someone who has a business where you teach people how to do something and people pay you money, in exchange for your expertise, you may consider that if you release every single show of your podcast and it's an interview show about someone else's success, that it could diminish the success that you may have. Don't let your interviews get up in your pocket. (laughs) That's a nice way of saying don't let them rob you. Don't let your interviews rob you of revenue. If you have a program or you have a skill or an expertise, do not be afraid to do solo shows. Do not be afraid to bring on a specific guest that you may have helped with something or that may be using your frameworks to find success and use them to talk about what they did and how they applied it or the success they found with doing whatever it is that you teach in your frameworks. Right. Don't just go out and solicit random people. Now, you can if you're working on Dream 100 stuff and you're trying to to build your authority and all that kind of stuff. Interviews can be helpful, but don't get married and locked into interviews of guests or whatever. And then you get to a point where all of a sudden you don't have any more guest interviews. You don't have anyone lined up and your schedule's not allowing it. And you're trying to go on vacation and all this kind of stuff. And then you have a week where you don't have a show. If you have a week where you don't have a show, do a solo show. My gosh, feed your people. Your people are coming here every week to hear something from you. Feed them. Give them something. You have the expertise. Literally, you could sit down and turn on the microphone and talk about one of the biggest problems that your podcast listeners face and not have to even really think about or prepare to create that content. 10 minutes later, you've got a show. You can put that out. So what I find most of the time when people have a solid interview show and all of a sudden they do a solo show They are shocked at how many people listen. Sometimes it becomes their highest, (laughs) their highest downloaded podcast. And they had no idea everybody really wanted to just hear from them. It's a learning lesson. So just a hint, and I can't give you any concrete data other than what I see. Of the shows, we do about 60 different podcasts every single month we produce for, producing about 300, 350 shows, depending on the month. And what you have to realize is the ones that have done, had the staying power the ones that have been consistent and the ones that are consistently using their podcast to bring in revenue are doing a couple of things. Number one, they're being consistent. Number two, they're doing multiple shows a week. And I know that might sound overwhelming to some people, but they're doing multiple shows a week and they're having a mixed format. So their people hear from them. The people that they're, they're listening to them also join their programs because they're creating other content for them to just consume behind a paywall or membership, or a private Facebook group, or something like that. If you just blindly accept interviews and take any interview that comes along because somebody wants to promote something on your podcast, don't be surprised when it doesn't lead back to you getting more clients. Here's the other thing I want you to think about. There is a way for you to strategically, intentionally weave what you do into a podcast interview and I'm not talking about hijacking the interview and taking over what your interview is there to talk about but what I am talking about is when you have a relevant situation and you can say you know what that exact same thing came up on a coaching call the other day or this is the thing that you just mentioned is what I see all the people that come into my programs struggle with the most and if they can just figure this out then they can move forward what are you doing? You're talking about what you do and how you help people. It's very organic. It's very genuine. It's very, a very natural part of conversations. When I'm having conversations at, you know, on Saturday night with people at dinner, there are many times that I'm bringing up, oh, you know, I have a client and this is what they do and blah, blah, blah. And it's a very normal part of conversation. It should be a normal part of your podcast interviews, too. And you can use your experience coaching people to frame your questions. You can use it to frame your responses, but you need to be talking about it. If you have a podcast and I can listen to it and I cannot tell what you do to help people for a living or how people can pay you to take them to the next level in whatever the topic is, then you're never going to be able to monetize your show. You've got to start talking about it. And I have several coaching clients that right now we're working on getting their business woven back into the podcast because it's like they started two separate things somehow in their mind linking them and thinking they were together, but at the same time it never really registered with their their guests or their listeners, sorry, their listeners. It never really registered and there's no specific overt mention of it. So People just listen to one silo of information on a podcast and never relate that, oh, if I need help with this problem, I can hire this person to help me because they never mention it. So if you've created that, like I want you to do an audit of yourself. I mean, have if you have children, if you have relatives, <laughs> we've all had them listen to our podcast, but you might want to get some random people that you are in your life to give you an audit of your podcast and just review it and say, if you, if you were listening to this show. They don't even have to listen to the whole thing. They can listen to the beginning, the middle, the end, or whatever. But if they listen to the show, would they have any idea what you do and how you help people? And if they wouldn't, then that's an opportunity for you to improve. That is an opportunity for you to stand in your own power, stand in your own authority, and step up and say, this is how I help people, or this is how I want to help people, Or this is my passion to solve this problem for people. And begin letting people and begin talking about it, begin keeping it on the top of your tongue whenever you're having guest interviews so that people begin to know, even when they listen to an interview, that you're coaching people, you're helping people, you're solving problems, you have a course or you have a program that people can enter, and then give them ways to follow up with you on that. You know? And I'm I'm not saying I I'm by far not the most comfortable with this sort of thing. It's something I've had to come to my own. My first podcast I did was about local business and all I did was share stories of interviews with other local business people and I never monetized it. I never did. I just, it was a complete wasted opportunity because I wasn't at the maturity level in my business where I knew how to exploit it or how to turn it into something that would actually be a revenue generator for me. All I knew was my podcast was putting my name out there and I loved doing it. I loved talking about local business. I loved hearing the business stories. I loved hearing what other people were doing, but I wasn't a business owner. I didn't know I was still working for the man when I started my show. So it's just one of those things where as soon as you mature to a point where you realize you need to make your podcast make money, there's no reason at all for you not to begin seamlessly talking about what you do and how you help people or what your passion is, or what your mission is, so that they'll know how they can use you or pay you to go further. And use you, I don't mean use you in a bad way, but leverage your frameworks and your free content and your paid content. If somebody has something I need to learn, I don't mind paying money for it. And I'll pay a lot of money to learn what I don't know. But then once I know it, I need to share it with other people. You're in a constant learning process as well. And so you have to make sure that you're talking about what you do and you're getting to the point where people understand when they listen to your podcast, even if you're doing an interview, that you're the authority and what you do. So you can be more strategic. You don't have to share somebody's entire journey when they come (laughs) for an interview on your show. They might have written a book or they might have done whatever. And maybe you just want to talk about one aspect of it because that's the only aspect of what they do that applies to your audience. You don't need to find out their whole journey. Just bring on that aspect of it and share it with your audience. You know, you control the content, you control the interviews. And I've seen interviews before where the guest just completely takes over and, you know, the, the host asks two questions during the whole thing. And otherwise they just sit there nodding, agreeing. Uh-huh, I love that. Wow, whatever. And, you know, it's not that that's wrong to do, but if you produce that kind of content, You can understand why it's never going to turn around and put money in your pocket. Because, I mean, what you're doing is you're competing with Oprah Winfrey and other people like that, all these other celebrities that everyone wants a podcast, everyone wants a platform, everyone wants a voice about something. They're talking about all this stuff. You'll never compete with them as an independent podcaster. But you can bring a small niche a lot of value. And you can have a podcast that gets less than a thousand downloads a month, but brings you thousands of dollars in revenue in your business if you're leveraging it the right way. So I hope I've given you some things to think about uh, just to kind of summarize, you know, number one, don't just give your platform over to your interview guest. Um, you still need to be strategic in the content that you plan for that guest to talk about. And if they veer off on some other way, either cut it out of the, on the production room floor, leave it there, or redirect them and only use the parts that are going to help your audience. At the same time, you need to be strategically talking about what you do as well in an interview. And then thirdly is making sure that you are giving yourself space to claim your platform. It doesn't mean that you have to do a solo show. Maybe you do a 10 or 15 minute whatever you want to cover before you even bring on the interview guest. Right. I've seen shows like I mean, if you think about strategically, you can make the format of your show whatever you want. You can make the first 15 minutes talking about the problem. You could make the second 15 minutes analyzing the research or bringing on the expert, and you only have them on there for 15 minutes to talk about that one aspect of it. And then you could make the third 15 minutes, you guys discussing or you discussing with your audience the solutions and discussing what that interview was. You have the complete autonomy to make a show that is not just all about the interview guest and not surrendering your entire platform over to them. So I hope this has given you sort of... (laughs) I don't want to say a spine, but I I I hope it's given you the ability to say, I can stand in my own power and not not feel like I'm infringing on someone. I can stand in my own authority and my own platform. And in your own platform, you can make yourself and your teachings the thing that takes up the most space. Why? Because it's your platform. People either come to it or they won't. And really, your platform should be all about helping solve the problems that your clients have. And this is one of the biggest problems I cannot tell you just in the past month. There's probably 10 or 15 podcasters that I've had these individual conversations with and just coaching with them where they are, let's just say, burned out, fried, exhausted or whatever from putting out all this content because they're spending tons of time trying to get interviews. They're spending tons of time trying to... um get them edited and they're spending tons of time trying to pull out the little snippets of it and they're spending all this time doing everything else to promote the show but they're not they have nothing left to promote their own stuff so I don't want you to be in that situation I don't want you to be exhausted from your podcast I don't want you to feel like your podcast is not bringing you any value but it's not going to bring you value by accident you've got to be intentional about how you do it so you've got to set things up for the way you want it to work. It's not just going to happen. And if you have an interview show, it might be time to shake it up. If you've been doing the same interview show and asking the same questions every single time to every single guest for the last year, I'd say it's probably time for a shakeup. It's not going to hurt you. Do some solo shows, maybe switch to every other release being a solo show. Maybe once a month do a solo show and don't do an interview. Maybe take your interview show and make the interview only 15 minutes of it and the rest of it, the 30 minutes on either side of the interview. You're doing your own thing and you're talking about this and you're helping solve the problems. You have frameworks, you have ways to do this. But at the same time, if you don't strategically plan it and make sure you're taking advantage of it, I guarantee you, you will not monetize your podcast and you will not get more people into your email list and into the things that really matter. Don't worry at all about, you know, the, the charts and making the rankings on Apple and all these other things. You're not going to make those. Most of the time you're not, unless you're just launching a brand new thing and you've got a big network behind you. But you're just trying to reach your individual guest. Nothing you do, just understand probably nothing you do is going to go viral. I have a client right now and every time <laughs> She wants us to make certain things for her show. And she's like, yeah, use headlines that may go viral. And it's just like, (laughs) don't count on it. Nothing's probably not going to happen. Because those kind of things are just more random than you would imagine. But what you need to do is begin to take the reins of your show and be strategic about it. I said it before and I'll say it again. Some of the best, longest lasting shows that I have that have monetized most um, prolifically with multiple streams of income have happened because the clients are putting out two different shows a week and each show has a different format. So their Monday release might be them doing a solo show and their Wednesday might be an interview or their Monday might be this type of show and their Friday might be this. And so they're putting out multiple types of content because you have different types of listeners. And if you're wanting to teach, then you begin teaching. You probably already do it on your IG TV. You might do it on Reels. You might do it on YouTube. What do they call them? YouTube like snips or whatever they call. I can't even remember what YouTube's calling them now, but they're like a minute long of you teaching real quick. So you're probably already doing that. So why not just go ahead and put it into podcast format and let your audience reap the benefits. Let your top of funnel traffic that you're getting from your podcast hear what you're doing so that they can begin consuming more of your content and ultimately pay you for something that you can provide as far as value and expertise. So I hope this has been helpful today. And I hope that if there is something I can help you with specifically about your podcast, anything, whether it's production, whether it's monetization, I'm here for it all. Um, I especially love, 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 love whenever I take a podcaster that comes to me exhausted and just burned out on the show from never having monetized it and we monetize it, and we finally start seeing some dollars come in from it, and they just, their whole demeanor changes, their life changes, their passion for their show, and the content, and the way they help people is renewed, and it just becomes an amazing experience to be sort of a catalyst for, so that's what I love the most, and in the course of that, we produce your show, and we do all kinds of the back-end stuff with your podcast, so if I can help you in any way, you can find me at teampodcast.com. You're also welcome to join our Facebook group, Podcast Monetization Secrets. Um, be honest with you, I'm not doing too much there right now because um I don't know about you guys, but I'm a little bit burned out on the social media. And so I don't don't use that a lot right now. I mean, there are people there and there are questions that are getting asked and there's things that are going on, but you can join it and I'm you know, I'm I'm there frequently, but I'm not doing all that I could be doing with that group right now and uh that's just by choice because I think after what we've been through in the, with the pandemic and that sort of thing, we've seen so much ugly on social media, and I just need to pull back from that a little bit because it takes too much out of me. So, um, And you might be the same way, and so that's okay. But anywhere I can put out my stuff and I can help you and I can find you solutions to monetizing your show, then um, I'm all about it. So you can find me at teampodcast.com from right there. You can schedule on my calendar if you need uh, help with anything. And uh, you can also email me, Christy, C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at teampodcast.com. So don't hesitate to reach out. Let me know how I can help you. And uh, especially if you get something from this show that helps you monetize, man, let me know about it because I want to be your biggest cheerleader in encouraging you along the way. So thanks for coming again. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.